Hey everybody and welcome to C3 Films. Today we're doing another episode of It Wasn't That Good on The Fast and the Furious 9. If you haven't seen it yet, we're going to talk spoilers, so go ahead and watch it first and then come back and listen in. Tell us what you think. I am Cheryl. This is... Chris. And let's get going. You Also, you know it's called F9, The Fast Saga right oh snap uh of course i did i was just trying to you know make sure the people out there who didn't know that it was uh-huh. called that would know what we're talking about because it's the fast and furious it's okay lineup. nobody knows i haven't seen any of them except for half of the first one this is you know new to me wait this is the first fast and the furious, furious movie you've ever seen if you don't count Hobbs and Shaw, yeah, this is the first. I, I watched half, like half of the first one. Don't rub your face. I'm not into this kind of stuff. So No, I'm rubbing my face because I'm sorry. If oh. I had known, I wouldn't have suggested this be the first one you watched. Oh, it was thoroughly confusing, but... Uh... <laughs> I do have a baseline because I did watch part of the first one. So I'm going to start off by saying that I'm glad that they, um, they, what they did with the, the female characters. I'm glad that they um, made them more than just set pieces in this movie. I don't know how it was in the other ones, but, um, you know, just comparing the latest one to the very first one that was made in the 90s. Um, that's partially why I couldn't finish the movie because I was just like, this is really, uh, like, I can't, <laughs> I can't sit here and watch this sausage movie, um, with, you know, the ladies just hanging out. Like, why are they even in the movie? I don't get it. But anyway, um, uh, we're here to talk about the ninth, the ninth movie, um, which, uh, is very different, um. A lot of characters that who oh, I have no idea who they are, and a lot of characters that have barely any presence in the movie at all. It's like hundreds of cameos, and I'm just assuming that they're from the uh, other movies. Yeah, so everybody that you see in this movie, for the most part, are from the other movies. And... The other movies, like, you probably want to at least start by watching Fast Five. Fast Five is kind of like the movie that kind of, I think, really propelled them. Like, the story started to come together in Fast Four, but, like, Fast Five was like that movie where, you know, they introduced Dwayne Johnson, and then they got all these other things going on, and then it just kind of took off from there. But, yeah, all these characters are from, it's kind of like you watch the ninth movie of a Marvel franchise movie, you know? Um, Yeah. So... And so, yeah, so there's a lot of characters that you missed out on. But, I mean, the movies were always kind of silly and a little ridiculous. But this movie, oh my gosh. (laughs) This movie took, this movie took stretching your imagination and all that to a whole new level. I don't even know where to start with this movie. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, Straka, you're exactly right. I had no idea what's going on. In my notes, I literally wrote the first thing, what's going on? <laughs> I have no idea what is happening. Um, but yeah, so, I... Like, I'm trying to figure out how to even talk about this movie since I, now you don't, you don't have the context of the other movies. I got I a mean... little bit of context because I was watching it with my boyfriend, so he was kind of you know, filling in the blanks for me. Um, although he only watched the first one and Tokyo Drift, I think. And I think he might have watched five or six, but uh, mm-hmm. but he was giving me the background for it. And he was like, "It," and, and I've seen Hobbs and Shaw, so I do understand that it could get, like, ridiculous. But this was kind of really, like, bonkers. Um, but the thing that I liked about it, though, because I... I understood that. So this is what I was saying earlier, um, the beginning of our uh, of our stream. It knows what it is. Like the the people who made this movie knew what they were trying to do, and they knew what the world of um, Fast and Furious is, and they just stuck with it. And I think that's fine because you know they were consistent. It's like this is the kind of thing that they do in these kind of movies, and I saw that in Hobbs and Shaw. It's just kind of um, crazy stuff happening, and it's an action movie, and it's exactly what you would expect from an action movie, although yeah. it's a little bit more over the top. <laughs> I mean, when we saw them run across a bridge that was falling, but somehow they still drive across it, I was like, you guys do not know how gravity or bridges yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> If a bridge goes out... It's going out. You can't keep driving on it. It is not like a delayed reaction where the bridge still can hold your weight and let you drive across it. Yeah, they are not driving fast enough for it. It's for gravity to work. Like gravity and velocity, inertia, whatever. It doesn't work that way. I'm not a scientist, but I know that that, that is definitely not realistic. And then the other car... Um, they like have like this grappling hook for them to like grappling hook yeah but the see the thing that I thought was funny was they had that one character like actually you know break the fourth wall and he like he was talking about being invincible and how like they just they do all this crazy stuff but they don't die and I'm like oh Okay, I get it. They're yeah, actually, you're self-aware. Yeah, they're being self-aware, and they're basically telling us, like, listen, we're not trying to, like, be realistic. We're just putting them through all this stuff because it's cool kind of thing. So I was I like, mean, okay, I get it. But then what the heck is this Looney Tunes crap where Tyrese <laughs> is, like, standing there, and then the car, like, literally lands on top of him, and then he walks out the other side, and he's just like, I'm okay. <laughs> I think it landed right in front of him. Oh, I don't think God. it landed on him. That wouldn't have been... I, I, th- I, thought it, I thought he did die, and I was like, whoa, I like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would. That would have been the thing to keep you going. Right. Oh, man. But yes, and then, yes, that part that you're talking about, they, they drive the car, and this was in the trailer, so we knew it was coming. Um, so that part wasn't even like... That was just like to, to, to prepare you. But they, yeah, they drive the car into like that leftover bridge part and hook the rope onto the wood, or hook the rope onto like the, 
the wheel and yet and the rope is strong enough to not only hold the car's weight but to literally swing the car completely to the other side i was just happy that at least the car didn't keep rolling when it got to the other side it at least crashed and flipped <laughs> so i was like okay they didn't they, they were trying to be that ridiculous but they just wanted you to know oh yeah we're gonna be doing some stuff in this movie and the moment they introduce magnets into this movie that's when this movie gets wild. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, so they're using cars to throw around other cars at other cars. Got it. <laughs> with magnets. Wait. That with... apparently are so strong that they could, they could magnetize a whole truck and everything. But if a lady holds a laptop down, <laughs> it won't move at all. destroying equipment just just to pull a joke on your friend like what's, what's wrong with you yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and then like the part that got me and i just I, I i had to rewind it because i was like this is not just dumb but guys you guys even just failed with your cg but it's when they're chasing john cena who has the world's longest zip line by the way and when he finally like gets to like a car and he's driving and they're chasing him and they're in the truck that has the giant magnet and it's a really cool idea because he's on the other side of a building so she flips the magnet and then the magnet pulls the car and it pulls it literally into the truck so fine i can buy the fact that the truck didn't like get like com like the the force didn't like just push the truck to the point where you just flipped over too fine i can maybe buy that but the, the car literally disappears when it gets pulled into the truck. It, it literally disappears in the CG. It's just gone. And then on top of that, you're like, wait, also, this truck is now holding a car. Like, this truck would be weighted down. It would not drive the same way. And there's just so many problems here. But wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, after um, those two guys go to space, I was like, so... <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, they're really going crazy with this. And then I was just like, I feel this is like a sci-fi movie now because this is like some crazy stuff happening here. And I, you know, when they, when they, when they said they were going to go to space, I actually wasn't surprised. I was like, okay, that's what they're going to do. That's yeah. well, how you the also world left is. out Cheryl. You left out Cheryl. They went to space. In a in car. A car. <laughs> <laughs> no pressurization chambers. No like protection insulation from the heat or anything else like that, other than their suits. Nothing. In a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they actually stick shift. They do a gear <laughs> shift in space. <laughs> to drive forward in a car with no wheels. Yeah, they really topped it there. I I don't know if, if they make another movie. I don't know how they're gonna make it more ridiculous than this one. 
Oh my gosh. And see, the whole thing that the reason they went to space is because forever we've been joking. Wow, they've been doing everything. The only thing they haven't done is gone to space. I guess we're going to space. And then they're less like, the, the writers are like, we see you, internet. Wink, wink. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. I mean, it, like I said, it, it knew what it was and it, it leaned into it. I think that, um, I, it's just it just knew what it was. Have they gone <laughs> underwater? Oh no! Oh, they wait. Do they do they go? In, well, there was a submarine in the eighth movie, but they I don't think they've gone underwater specifically. But did they drive a car underwater? No, they. I don't think they've driven a car underwater yet. With magnets. With magnets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And see, there's this <laughs> like there's a, a thing in this movie. So like in Fast and Furious. Um, I believe it was six. Yeah, it was Faster and Furious six. Is there is when Letty is found to be alive and they're going after her, and literally what ends up happening is that they crash into a barricade on a highway while she's on top of the car and she gets launched off of the car and so she's gonna like fall to her death. But what Vin Diesel does is he crashes his own car and then launches himself out and then grabs her in midair and like stops her and then like goes into like a car window and then they're both fine. When I first saw that, I was just like, this is dumb, but it was kind of cool, but whatever. And apparently this movie realized that that was like a really cool thing. So they decided to make everybody catch people with cars in this movie. And, and it was nuts. Like, I think Letty gets caught with a car at one point. There's another point where um, John Cena is about to fall off the, is about to fall and they literally hit a car into where he's gonna fall so that he lands on the car falls off that car and lands onto another car and he is just fine like what <laughs> and let's not even talk about letty literally chucking a car at, at a dude on top of a car yeah i mean there's a like and i thought it was bad when like they have all these people just jumping off of high places out of windows and stuff and i was like this just seems like like they're too high for them to not like die from jumping out of a, like a building or like a ledge or something but oh, like, no, they're, they're like fine yeah, yeah i was like but but again see that's why i thought it was really good how they were being all self-aware with that one character being all like we're invincible <laughs> and he was just like like i got shot because like literally that uh that scene when he was getting he was running away and they were all shooting at him um at the beginning on that on that like island and he like all the bullets were like on his vest. Well, first of all, that's not how bulletproof vests work. No. Um, but second of all, uh, <laughs> I, I was actually questioning it. I was like, I, I wrote it down. I was like, how are they missing? They're like the worst shooters ever. And then he was like, we're invincible. Look, I got shot so many times, but I'm like not even a scratch. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad you're bringing this up. <laughs> freaking movie uh so that part is so irritating yeah <laughs> it's like uh just because you call attention to it movie doesn't mean that it's okay <laughs> nah <'Cause>, take it <laughs> well no because then at that point then what are the stakes it's like you're not gonna worry about anything now it's like 
I mean, yes, exactly I guess we realize that these characters can't are not gonna die, but at least, at least try to make me believe that they that maybe they might die. <laughs> <laughs> like, I liked it. I thought I thought it was a good idea for them to just be like, "Hell with it. Let's just tell them that no one is gonna die and <laughs> do whatever the heck we want, and that will explain away how everyone is completely fine." And we can oh. still do all this cra- these all these crazy stunts. Um, I, I think, think. <laughs> yeah. I, like, and the one time when they have like where they're trying to convince you that someone could die is when it's the main character Dom, and like no lie, this dude is one v is one three one v like thirtying like a bunch of people who at one point had guns, but I guess like decided they were better off not using them, and then. It's literally like shucking people off of buildings, breaking their backs. It's a cool scene. But then in Fast and Furious fashion, <laughs> this dude by himself literally pulls down a building. <laughs> he pulls down a building on top of himself, causing the thing that he's standing on, the bridge he's standing on, and the roof above him to just collapse, killing everybody else but himself. Yeah, that was some super strength stuff there um but what really got me asking questions is how how did letty get down there <laughs> and then and then how she get back up? how'd she get him back up <laughs> and, how did she be, and how did she pick up his big his big ass exactly <laughs> oh, doesn't matter i made a joke uh the other day that there's nothing you can't solve with the power of off screen yeah <laughs> and that is one thing i have learned in like from movies is that oh, doesn't matter it happened off screen yeah doesn't matter i know it sounds it sounds a lot like we actually really enjoyed this movie and you know i kind of did i'm just gonna say like i i i feel like i enjoyed it because i had an expectation and that expectation was met they kind of set the playing field for me and they <laughs> stuck with it they had really good star wars references um, oh my god okay <laughs> i will give you that there is a star wars piece of dialogue in this movie that is delivered by charlie stern that is by far one of the best moments in this movie and charlie stern is like barely in this movie but when she's in this movie oh my god we just love her but she has the single best line of quotable dialogue in this movie that I will not spoil here, but it is, <laughs> it is prime. That, yeah. it, yes, that was one of those times where I was like, all right, writers, that was a good one. Yeah, I like that part very much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the problem though with this movie, I guess the, I guess the only real problem is just that it, there's a whole lot of it that just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But that honestly is the only real problem that I see with it. It's just that the movie doesn't make sense. I guess mean, <laughs> that would be a pretty... Issues, like, because the movie almost wants to say that, like, if we bring it up ourselves, then it's okay. And it's like, no, you still got to explain it. Like, this is the ninth movie. We're just finding out about this brother that Dom has apparently had his entire life. He's never been mentioned at all once because he didn't exist but then when you get him he looks nothing like vin diesel and so you're like oh you have a mixed family bloodline but when i see his father his family looks like he knows spanish 
like as his first language. <laughs> so where did this blonde dude come from? Yeah, I mean they did kind of threw they threw like one line in there to explain it away, which was that there was like some Nor Norwegian um like mix in there and that's why the brother looks like that, but I was like Okay, and then I'm like, I need to see your mother. <laughs> Show like, me your mother. I was like, I guess they have like the same nose, sort of, which is just very large, but they're both very like big and muscular. But besides that, they really look nothing like each other, and their younger selves look more Hispanic than, um, yeah, what's his name? Uh, peacemaker <laughs> right um and then and you know and mia i mean she's clearly hispanic <laughs> you know you see her there's no mistake she looks like she came from the fa same family tree but, and this kid seems like he's with them the entire time so i'm just like kind of strange that they never got mentioned and never got invited to family barbecue but that's where we're at now in these movies so okay there we go let's just let's just roll with it um but then the other part that the movie doesn't make sense is the fact that he doesn't actually make a decision to be on their side of his own volition. He only chooses to help them at the end of the movie because he gets betrayed by the main villain because main villain needs to betray somebody. Like, there's literally no reason to betray him at that point in the movie because he's done his job. He's done his job well. If anything, the other villain, who's the leader, is the one that's been messing up more. But it actually... They've been showing themselves to be pretty reliable, but he just turns on John Cena just because it's a movie and we need to have him turn on John Cena. And now that he's turned on John Cena, now he's on the good guy's side again. But it's like, well, you know, and normally when you want to redeem a character, you make it their choice to be, to like, you know, redeem themselves. But this was, if the main villain didn't betray John Cena, John Cena would have still done his main villain plan and it would have been business as usual. So... Forgiving that character at the end of the movie does not feel as earned as I think they wanted it to feel. I guess, although I I feel like that. I mean, to bring up that whole Star Wars conversation again, uh, I yeah. am gonna spoil it. Basically, Charlize just says that he's a puppet, and I that's what to me triggers the betrayal. Like there would have been no betrayal had she not said that thing to him. So there's but that. The I would. A puppet to um, John. John Cena works for him. Oh, no, they're partners. I mean, yeah, I guess they're partners, but like, he like John Cena's not like the one really calling the strings. They it, it does it actually does show as a partnership. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean that's that's the reason that they give. So, but I and I I accepted it again. I wasn't expecting a lot from the movie. <laughs> you were expecting so an Oscar like, film. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, that's the explanation they want to give. It, it's not really about like the story and the characters. It's more about the action and the the crazy things that they're doing. I honestly I wasn't really following what the heck was going on, why they went to space, um, something about a satellite. I don't get it, but they went there. Um, <laughs> yep. And they I, drove into a satellite in space and did not die. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. I mean, they basically told us that they wouldn't die, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, like, multiple times. But I would agree 
that the whole thing about um, him not making a choice, a real choice on his own to, to become a good guy, I feel like it would have done the movie a disservice if they had spent time to give him to like ponder that and then make a decision. And to like add a whole nother thing in the movie to give him a reason to switch sides. Maybe, but then at the end of the day, it still doesn't make sense that they're able to just <laughs> forgive him willy nilly because he's still evil. He hasn't he has he hasn't earned the right to come back to the family barbecue. They're family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that barbecue! By the way, I just thought it was weird because I thought that they I thought they would have. Um, killed off um paul walker's character because the actor passed away yeah but they like kind of kept him around like for like how many of these four movies he still exists yeah, well, in the world yeah well, i guess yeah the last movie he was in was in seven so two movies since seven and i can understand because it's like um it's one of those things where you want to pay respect to a character and it doesn't always feel like you're paying respect to a character by killing off the character just like the person died in real life. So for them, it's important that his character lives on within the story of the world, despite the fact that he doesn't. And that is that actually is something that I like. I do like the fact that they treat his character with reverence. And as far as the story goes within the world, he's still around and being their friend and being a good dad. So. It just felt a little weird to me, but... I guess if they if they were gonna do it that do that where they were gonna keep his character alive, I think they did it right. Um, mm -hmm. And that being that they didn't like try to replace him with yes, a, like a deep fake or anything like that. Um, they didn't do what they did to uh, <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Yeah, <laughs> using right. like weird footage and yeah, it not making the story making any sense. Well, I mean, any less sense, but. I think mm -hmm. that if they were going to do it, that they made a good choice by showing the car. Being a, I'm him. guessing that I'm guessing that car was his car from the previous movie. His style um, of car, yeah. So I thought that was cool. Um, I just thought it was weird that they would, you know, talk about him and be like, oh, yeah, he's so like, I, I almost feel like it would have been better had they just like not really mentioned him at all. But they kind of they dedicated a whole like seen to him almost by having that um, and they kind of need it to because he's married to Mia in the story and they had to bring Mia into this story because it doesn't make sense to have a story about a brother that is family to uh, Vin Diesel and not have Mia who is the sister to would be the same sister so they had to bring her in but because she's married to him you can't you can't bring her in without mentioning mentioning him um Yes, they didn't do the barbecue immediately. He actually wasn't at the family barbecue at the end of the movie. He actually drives off uh, John Cena, so he doesn't actually come to the family barbecue, but they make it sound like he's invited. Um, so, yes, and yes, to answer your question, they drove a car into a satellite like a full-on co collision that caused an explosion in the satellite to go offline. <laughs> so, um, but yes, um I, I, I like the fact that his character is still around, but I do like what they have done in the past, like when the last movie, where it's just a thing of he and Mia gotten out of the game. 
and they're just living their life and taking care of their kid. Um, and the rest of everybody else is still doing their thing. So it sounds like they're going to make a 10th movie of this. Um, I think they want to do a 10th movie. Justin Lin is not coming back to direct the movie because apparently it seems like he does not like working with Vin Diesel anymore. And we already know that Dwayne Johnson is not coming back to the franchise because he also does not like working with Vin Diesel. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Oh, and that reminds me, speaking of Justin Lin, because whenever Justin Lin does a movie, he bro- he always brings uh, uh, Sung Kang in the in the movies as in his movies as well. The guy who plays Han. And you watch this movie, and you don't know this because I don't. You didn't see Tokyo Drift, but Tokyo Drift Han dies, and in the movie is, I think it's in Fast, the end of Fast 7 is when, I, it's either, no, I think it's the end of Fast 6. I can't remember. I think it's the end of Fast 6. You find out that uh, Jason Statham's the one that killed Han and whatnot. And then that's why they start going after Jason Statham because he killed Han, and which is why when there was this whole thing, like justice for Han, because now Jason Statham's a good guy, but he still killed a character that was a family member. And so that's almost like, and now they brought Han back. But even when they bring him back, the answer is basically like, oh yeah, he's just back. But how? Just because. <laughs> but, but, but how? Uh, we, it was a magic trick. But how did it work? <laughs> <laughs> he was in the car. You're very it good was... at making things look real. <laughs> right? It's like, what? What? Like the movie, like mentions things, and and they're like, like I said, this movie is a good example of just because they they call attention to it because they say it, they think that it's okay, and it's like you might want to do a little more work. But <laughs> either um, way, Straka, no, it wasn't really off screen because they kind of showed it, but they didn't really show how the mechanics of it work. They just showed <laughs> the explosion happening, but him not being in the explosion. Right. It was the equivalent of those moments when you see like Jason Bourne standing on the side of a street and then a and then a car drives by and then when the car d- like finishes driving by the guy is just gone. That's the equivalent that's the equivalent of what this was. And you know, like in reality that doesn't make sense because it's like if you're looking at somebody and the car drives by, you can see them running <laughs> in whichever direction they're running. So, I would have even taken it if like there was like a sewer grate there and like he climbed out of the car into the sewer and then the car exploded. Like, I don't understand that that's not even like the bare minimum of, w- of what you do. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were going to show it. Like, maybe it was a different guy that was in there or I don't mm-hmm. know. But no, they didn't explain it at all. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, there, there definitely were a lot of problems. But I think very early on, I just threw my hands up in the air and I was like, oh, well. Like, none of this is going to make sense, so I'm just going to roll with it, and that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I mean... I think I, think I just know, um, again, like I said so many times, it know, like, this movie knew what this movie was and what it was going to be, and they set they set the bar for what it was going to be at the beginning, so I just took, took it at that bar, and I was like, <laughs> this is not going to make any sense. I'm just going to watch it and enjoy it for the nonsense that it is there was nothing really in there that was like so off the rails from what was like 
I don't know. I think it was just because everything was so consistently ridiculous that it all made sense. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so therefore, just I, I, I just stopped questioning things because I was like, none of it is going to make sense. And they already told me this. So I'm just going to stop asking questions. Yes. Magnets that are strong enough to pull cars to you, but not strong enough to pull the car <laughs> that you're into other things. Right. Or a laptop that you're just or a laptop. putting some mild pressure on. <laughs> I'm not even like, like, like this. I'm just like... <laughs> arms spread. Right, because every time he picked up a knife or a gun in the, in the truck, it would just like out of his hand. But a laptop... No, no. It's fine. Yeah. Just put an arm on top of it. It's fine. Yeah, you're good. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, we've been talking about this for a while. We should go ahead and get out of here. Is there any other things you wanted to say before we um, check out? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> well, if you guys want to hear us talk about this and more, you guys can check us out on our channel, twitch.tv slash c3films, where we discuss more about our opinions and also just other things and just have a general good time. It'd be great to see you over there. But that's what we thought about this movie. That's what we thought about Fast 9, the Fast Saga. Have you guys seen it? It's been out for a while, but if you haven't seen it, it's on HBO Max. What did you guys think about it? Did you think it was ridiculous? Were you kind of like me, where you just kind of started throwing your hands up and, like, none of this, this, you just couldn't stretch your imagination any further? Or were you like Cheryl and you just said, you know what? It's all stupid, so it's all good. <laughs> Whatever you thought about it, comment below. Let us know. And while you're down there, if you guys like, share, subscribe. Even if you don't, though, I have been Chris, and this has been Cheryl, and we'll see you all next time.